samba está animado O juqueiro é samba Este samba que é mestre de maracatu É samba de preto veio Samba de preto do Mas que nada Um samba como esta Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Man in the Black Suit. This is our podcast for Chapter Fifty One. Got to make sure I got that right. Hard to believe we are at Fifty One. Hello, everyone. So happy you could join us on this lovely Wednesday. <laughs> it is a Wednesday, at least at the time that we're chatting. You may be listening to it in the middle of the night or in your during your morning walk. Um, hoping that you're having a lovely time wherever you are. And I just, uh, you, you may have heard some background noise. Hopefully I was able to drown that out. <laughs> so I'm glad I see Kenzie and Betty joining us. And uh, Pam, as always, Betty's singing your praises on the music. She loves today's playlist, more Sergio Mendez and Brazil 66. Oh, I have always loved them. I have always loved them. They were great. Oh, fantastic music, isn't it? It is. It is. I think it's such a great, you know, it's so laid back and so great for the uh you know, summer, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. It's in the middle of heat and... Uh, August is often a time for vacation or getting away. So I just think the music just fits so beautifully. And yes, Betty, Wednesday is, this is business time. We are getting down to business, ladies. We are. We are. We are. And we have lots to talk about, even though the chapter is teeny tiny. There is lots of good news to share. Lots of news on the SR front and news to share on the... Um, some of our other favorite authors, and also a news about a special podcast we're planning. So I'm glad you could join us. Yes. So I. So Pam, tell us, tell us the scoop. Uh, which What's scoop going would you on? Like, uh, well, to start with. Actually, how was your week, and how was your weekend? Let's the start week there. Was okay, the car's doing great. Great. Are you loving it? Loving it. Does has great gas mileage. I would. Went up Wonderful. to my sisters up at the uh, 
lake this weekend at Lake Wampawpack. And I met my granddaughter and her sister and brother, her mom and her stepdad all came in. That's, that's know, really cool. We are all family no matter what. So um, I love that. We uh, had a great weekend with them. My granddaughter would not get out of the lake at any given time. Come on, we got to go back, Isabella. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And she'd go out under again. Uh, then my sister's compound area, the, the community, you're allowed to take golf carts around. So she loved the golf cart. Come on, we're going in the golf cart. We're going in. I, mean, I don't drive golf carts. And I particularly mm-hmm. don't drive anything that belongs to my sister and brother-in-law. Oh <laughs> I, I don't blame I, you. If anything happened, I'd be... You'd never hear the end of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, my we they have a lot of deer in there that come into the yard. Um, nice. And my brother-in-law has always fed them, whether it be blueberries or cantaloupe or uh, apples or whatever. Uh, he even leaves stuff out in the winter when they're not there for them. So I would, you know, I cut up apple Sunday Saturday morning because I took Walter out for his morning little constitutional. <laughs> and uh, in the yard is a deer. And so I brought him in, cut up an apple, went out outside. And this deer is literally at the back door, nosing the back door. Oh, wanting the apple, so I went and gave her some apple. Um, and of course, there were others that came. There was a, a male with the uh, horn starting. It wasn't; they weren't very big, so it was a young deer, and it still had the felt on his horns, and babies with the little white dots, little fawns. Aww. That was very cute. And uh, we, Isabella. Um, we went out in the afternoon, and she took. She was so funny. She she would she would take the apple, but sort of throw the piece at at the deer because she was afraid. And all of a sudden, she just held one out, and the deer very gently came and took it out of her hand. So I thought Aww. that was really really good. So I think that's so sweet. Yes, yes. So that was a fun weekend. And, uh, that sounds, that it was, sounds it was good. lovely. I saw, I did, I haven't been on Facebook or social media much, but I did see your picture and that was so pretty mm-hmm. with the deer coming up. Yeah, the door. <laughs> I had to take that picture. It was just so funny looking. I and, loved it. Yeah. I so loved other, it. Other than that. And I see that Kenzie uh, said that uh, she sees that SR really wanted a donut today. Yes, he wanted a donut and good coffee. <laughs> good was right there. Mm. He, you know, I've given him a a, a list of uh, bakeries along the East Coast that I thought would be good, and you know, that'd be a nice two week meandering along the East Coast of the United States. Different donuts, not like that. Anyhow. I, I I do think he is a connoisseur. <laughs> and um, Betty said, "Is there even a bad? Is there a, even a bad donut?" And Kenzie says, "Bad for you, yes, but tastes bad. Nope, 
Yeah, I've I, had some that are kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, flavored. but but usually, no. Yeah, I think usually the weird flavored ones are intentionally weird flavored, so people will either love them or not. Um, yeah, it's like pumpkin spice. Donuts are just really decadently delicious. That they are. And they like my hips real well and a bit of my stomach. They yes, yes, which um, because as as delicious as they are, they are just as caloric. Yes, they are. I mean, I, it is stunning to me how such a little fried piece of happiness can, <laughs> can um, you know, be more calories than like a piece of steak. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. I know. I know. But everything in moderation. That's true. That's true. I am all for it. And we have had, um, I think you guys, if you're ever out and you see donuts or have donuts, send us our picture. I think he gets a kick out of it. Yeah, I think he does too. And I try to do that when I'm near a really good donut place. One of the women, one of the people <laughs> who uh, let him know about a donut today was the uh, screenwriter for Gabriel's Inferno. Mm. And Mary P. We have to get the, we have to figure out how to pronounce, pronounce her name. Her. I actually think on her, I looked her up on IMBD and I think there was, I a feel like I saw a pronunciation it. for her somewhere. So I'll have to look that up and, okay. and let me that see if I can be. find it while we're uh, talking. Okay. So SR's uh, been reading the uh, script again. In case you wanted to know. And, so exciting. Yeah. And from what I understand, he's looking at a lot of uh, actors on DVD or tape or through YouTube or whatever uh, uh, to see, you know, who might fit what part. And I know that Nina's got something going in the, um, uh, what, the Wahoojaman thing. Uh, <laughs> For uh, you know who you, who do you want to see, and it's for any character, not just uh, Gabriel and Julia, but also for Paul and you know uh, her sister Rachel and Aaron and Richard and down the line, you know. So that would be good. I know there are a lot of good recommendations. Um, I saw Betty. I thought yours were very very good. Um, there's uh, and of course Betty uh, Betty put forth her her Paul mm -hmm. recommendation. Mm -hmm. So I I would love to see. I haven't looked him up yet, but I would love to see it. Um, and and Kenzie actually said several people on the Fox Den said Tosca was at Syracuse University. Did you see that? I was really confused because they said they've only said they were filming in Toronto and Florence so far. I don't know how the whole film thing works, but maybe it doesn't even mean anything. Question mark? Pumpkin season is already here, Betty. <laughs> no. um, in some films, they use different locations and they make it look like it's all part of one building. Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot of movie magic, mm -hmm. as we've talked about before. Um, so maybe it's possible they're filming in Toronto and Syracuse. Um, um, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but he... In, his email this week, he said, um, yeah. just to remind everybody, uh, of course, about the Passion Flick founding members, and that 
that membership is due by, I think, the end of August. And right, then, right. He he was very specific about that. Yeah. Um, he had said, um, I've been reading the script for Gabriel's Inferno and is very excited to see the characters translated to screen. The plan is still to film in October. I'd like to remind everyone, but especially those who want to be founding members to sign up for Passion Flicks, the founding member program stops taking new members at the end of August. So, so really important. Hi, Lori. Anyone can sign up for any level of subscription, and I'm going to put this here. He earns a small commission at no additional cost to the subscriber. Yeah. So if you want to join, I think most of you know this information, but I posted... Yeah, it, it's, um, it's there. And he also has it uh, tagged in his uh, Twitter feed. And I believe it's also in the Fox Den. So you can go right to that link to do it. Yeah. I did get the email, so, but I haven't, I had to wait till my check cleared before I could sign up. So I'll be able to do that tomorrow, the next day. For, sure. for, for the founding member, for the founding member thing? Yes. Because you had to re-up it. Yeah, I have to re-up yeah. it. Yeah, I am too. So um, I'm, uh, one of the things I did this weekend, where I, we, my sister took a bunch of pictures down at the lake, and I had my picture with the two, two of the three kids, and I had my Passion Flicks cap on. So when I posted the picture out there, I said, in Tusca Musk, at Tusca Musk. <laughs> <laughs> that. So, you know. I thought that was so cute. What the heck? Uh, um, and uh, hello, Lori, if I didn't verbalize it. I think I may have you did. Hi, thought Lori. I said it, but I wasn't sure because um, I was trying to put this passion flick stuff up just yeah. to make sure. Kenzie says, I was confused because if people travel to Toronto, how would that work? Well, actually, it wouldn't be too, too bad because, if I recall, Toronto and Syracuse aren't terribly far from each other, but I can't remember. I think uh, have to look at the map. to Montreal, actually, or Syracuse is closer to Montreal. Yeah. Because that's, when, like, when we Because it hooks we around. Up, yeah, it hooks around. When we went up, we went up the west western New York, uh, across the bridge into Canada, and... That's Niagara Falls, and then you just follow the cute Queen Elizabeth Way over to Toronto. Where otherwise, if you go Syracuse, then you're going up 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are correct, Pammy. You are correct. It is, I'm looking at the map right now, and Toronto is kind of, if you're on Lake Ontario... It's kind of, if you pretend Lake Ontario is like a rectangle, it's kind of on the top left-hand corner of the rectangle. Mm -hmm. And Syracuse is like on the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. It is four hours and 38 minutes because you have to kind of drive around the lake and you cut yeah, through that. Niagara Falls, Buffalo, past underneath Rochester and over to Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, it's yep, a, yep. It's an interesting, it's a, it's. The sad part about driving anywhere from this area up to Canada, you either have to go all the way up 90 and pick up, get in around Quebec, or mm -hmm. you go up into Buffalo and over. Yeah. And uh, or unless you want to go to Maine, and then you can pick up Moncton and Newfoundland and 
Nova Scotia and that area, which is beautiful. This too. is true. I, I was juxtaposing where Buffalo is with Syracuse. I was mixing them up. Yeah. I know better than that, though. Geography is important, people. Some <laughs> it is. So Kenzie just became a founding member, so Good she's very you. excited about that. Good. Um, that's great. And I, I'm hopeful that we can learn some cool stuff yes. through uh, yes. being on that mailing list. And Betty said that she saw plenty of pumpkin decorations at Marshall's. She wonders how the boss is coping with all the pumpkins arriving earlier each year. Seriously, I, I've, I, I saw them. I, I saw them Fourth of July, like they were putting them out on Fourth of July. Just saying. Yeah, Annette's joined us, by the way. <laughs> Annette, hello. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was in Boscov's uh, with Phil a couple weeks ago. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Christmas. Not even Halloween. Christmas. That was July. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's horrific. Mm -hmm. I'm not groovy on that whole... Uh, it's exciting, and I'm I am you know I am a fan of the Hallmark Channel, so I do not besmirch Christmas in July because I think that's kind of a fun thing. Mm -hmm. um, and Christmas is such a big part of the Hallmark, you know, brand doing that mm -hmm. kind of holiday type movie. But I just wish I I, I have trouble I have problems ha I have problems seeing fall stuff now. Like I I'm like nope, it's summer. I'm holding on to summer until I have to wear my boots. <laughs> so. I'm holding. I'm holding out for fall. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that says I can't take the Halloween stuff or take can't take the Halloween stuff out. Omg, it's August. Yep. It's true. <laughs> agreed, Annette. Agreed. That is true. So, yeah. So that's all the 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 fun news from SR. That you know. Yes. With the with the script and everything, he's also, if I'm not mistaken, he's also. Uh, Picked up the um, uh, Gabriel's Promise again and doing some editing on that. Minor editing, I think it is, basically. I yeah. think the major part of it is done. I'm very excited about that. And he also mentioned that it's been very enjoyable to revisit the characters and locations from Gabriel's Redemption. Mm -hmm. So I keep thinking, hmm, is that a clue? Where was he during Gabriel's Redemption? Did they go back up to New York? Well, you know, I, know t I know today's um, adventure from my Good Morning SR. They were in <laughs> Cambridge. Ah, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Yep. And Betty also, says, in the summer, I dream of Christmas, and at Christmas time, I dream of summer. Yeah, when it's really cold, I do that, too. And mm -hmm. then when it's really hot, I, I'm just the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, so that's going to be fun. He's also saying there is more new good news coming soon. I bet they're going to be starting to announce um, the minor actors fairly soon. That would be really and fun. possibly the start date for filming. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So are we all going to start following these people on social media as soon of as they're course. announced? Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. <laughs> Only a few more weeks till everything is out, says Kenzie, mm -hmm. trying to contain. <laughs> <Fingerling>. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
You are so excited. I know yes. it's going to be fun. I, be. I'm, uh, I guess I'm just holding my breath in terms of when they're actually going to be doing the filming because I, um, have been doing a lot of traveling for work. I actually, I think when we spoke last week, I was getting ready to, Oh, I was podcasting from a coffee shop in the mushroom capital of the world, Mm -hmm. Kennett Square. I actually forgot about that until we started. I just mentioned that. And on my way to the BWI to sleep at the airport hotel um, to go to St. Louis. So Mm -hmm. I was in St. Louis and I came back and we drove from the airport to the beach because we had a family beach vacation um, lined up at Bethany Beach, Delaware. And that ended up being very, very lovely. And this week I am leaving tomorrow morning early, early. I'll wave to you as I drive or take the train, Pam, going, taking the train from Harrisburg to Philly to catch the SEPTA to get to the airport. Because I'm now, Abe and I are going to Denver for work. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And I'm probably going back to St. Louis in early October. And then I have my big adventure in October. So I'm holding my breath because <laughs> I'm so afraid that these dates are for filming are going to be when I'm either in St. Louis, California, or Hawaii. Oh, well, but, you know, hopefully, That's hopefully so I'll be able to catch a little bit. And yes, there's no pity party for me if I'm going to be in Hawaii and exactly. miss the filming. I understand that. I am grounded. I understand. But. And Kenzie's hoping that the dates will be announced soon so she can book a flight. Me too, Kenzie. But I, you know, I know, and Pam Pam has watched this before with other productions. They do not give us a lot of lead time. Now, I don't know if they're working on that. I don't know if they're working on trying to give people more time to plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I also hope they're going to, if they do any European shooting... I hope they give an advance notice for that, too, because I know a lot of people overseas want to be able to try and get over to Florence if they happen to shoot there. Right, right. And I, I think they're going to be. But um, but I think, you know, because looking at the amount of time that they do film on any of their anything that they've done, they, they basically have a three to four week window to do all the filming. That's what I thought. Yeah. And so we'll see if we have to see what happens on that. But that's what I'm I'm hoping it's for. (laughs) I'm hoping it's a four week window. That might give me a chance. (laughs) But if not, I will live vicariously through all of you guys. (laughs) I'm laughing too. Thank you, Betty. Safe travels. Lori said, good grief. Leslie. Kenzie says, living my dream life, Leslie. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) It's, it's a little crazy. It, that is why I live in La Vida, Leslie, as my daughter uh, has pointed out. Has pointed out. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I'm very lucky. Uh, it's been really, the work has been really good, which I enjoy. Um, so just a lot of balls in the air and a lot to balance, a lot to balance like we all to, have. Yeah. 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 And Kenzie says, I'll ship myself in a box to Toronto if I have to. Or I might just wing it and go and just hope they film in those days is what I was thinking. Well, I've, I've got friends pushing me to go to in September for 
Tiff. You're going for Tiff. And I, I just can't swing it. I just can't swing it this year. And there's mm-hmm. so many good movies opening up at Tiff this year. The Tom Hanks I movie. I know. I know. Two Jamie Dornan movies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A whole, whole boatload of things. But, so I don't, but I want to hold out for this. And if I can't get to that in October, hopefully I'll be able to make the uh, red carpet. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I hope be. that would be so cool. I know um, Lori said I'll be living vicariously through you guys. I want to see you all in the movie. <laughs> and Kenzie says, I'm assuming early to mid-October they will film. What do you guys think? I kind of think that because I think when in Tosca, when she was live one day a few weeks ago when they were announcing whatever, mm-hmm. um, she said that they were hoping uh, to go after Canadian Thanksgiving. Right, which so. is October 1, right? It's usually no. the beginning of October. I think it, I know last year it was October 1st. So, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be oh my gosh. sometime. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> is it crazy we're even talking about this, ladies? I know. I know. I think it's so much fun that we're talking about it. I do, too. It's very, very exciting. So. Anyway. So, speaking of exciting, yes, our friend Nina Bachi has a mm-hmm. book coming out August 20th, next week, my anniversary. I'm very excited for her. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think a lot of you have probably seen her posts. Uh, the book is called On the Corner of Love and Hate, and I actually thought we'd share um, the background info about the book. I was I pulled it from the official publishers page. So Simon and Schuster mm-hmm. is publishing this book and you can buy it of course on all the platforms Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Indiebound Books a million. Um, everything's available for pre-order right now. You could buy directly from Simon and Schuster. And the book is sounds really, really cool. And the information around it, um, Publishers Weekly called it a fun bit of fluffy entertainment um, in which a young woman is forced to help her old friend revamp his image for the upcoming mayoral elections and discovers that she might not be as immune to his charms as she once thought. Mm-hmm. And so the two, the two paragraph synopsis says... When Emmanuel Peroni's father and current mayor of Hope Lake, Pennsylvania, suggests she help with Cooper Endicott's campaign, she's horrified. Cooper, one of her former oldest friends, drives her crazy in every way possible. But he's also her father's protege, so Emma reluctantly launches her plan to help him with the local election. It's not as easy as it looks. Cooper's colorful love life is the sticking point for many voters, and his opponent is digging up everything he can from his past. It seems that every time Emma puts out the flame from one scandal, another one flares up. Emma knows that if Cooper wants to win, he needs to keep his nose clean. The only problem? She might just be falling in love with the one person she promised never to pursue, the mayoral candidate himself. Uh-oh. I am so excited about this book. I have to tell you, I'm a political junkie, um, so this speaks to me on many, many levels. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, really fun. 
that Nina that Nina wrote about this topic, and I could totally see her oh, doing that. <laughs> well, I had to laugh at one of the re- in a uh, little blurb about her on Amazon. It says Bochy's warm romantic novel deals with love, friendship, and family ties. And I re- we did a podcast uh, on SR's Florentine series with her uh, when she put out Roman Holl- or Roman. Where's that? It's Roman crazy. Roman crazy. Okay, I was going to say Roman. Yes, holiday. I know. Um, I, that was in my brain too because of that Hallmark movie that just was on. Exactly. And anyway, but and she's you know she always talked about like you know when she's gone to Italy and how she loves Rome. And the big family meals that she's had. So I can perfectly see that with her. Um, but they said the page turner is filled with quick, witty banter from likable characters living in a realistic small town. And the character-driven novel was, will have readers rooting for the confused friends. Fans of Jill Shalvis will thoroughly enjoy this swoon-worthy story. <laughs> and, That'll be great. Yeah, yeah. And Nina is very funny. So mm-hmm. she and Betty says she's looking forward to reading Nina's novel. Mm-hmm. Kenzie says really excited to read her new novel. I enjoyed Roman crazy and I enjoy her humor. Yes, we do too. And, and Kenzie also said last year when this was announced, it seemed this was regarding the SR film. Mm-hmm. It seemed like so far a far away dream and now it's becoming real and my emotions are high. Yes, Kenzie. I know we're very excited about that. We're excited about Nina's book. Um, She's really, really, um, I've been seeing a lot of reviews of her work and um, she's really getting some great reviews. So I'm very happy for her. She She works her tail off and I'm really, really happy that all of her hard work is paying off. You know, she's got, she's like, I think she's like the youngest of a whole bunch of kids. She Mm -hmm. lives in uh, the town she grew up in. Uh, Her parents are elderly and she, uh, you know, she's always chasing after them. I love her little commentary with uh, her mother about Alexa and how you should be saying <laughs> thank you to Alexa when she gives you an answer. Um, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, is how she just adores her son. Oh, absolutely. I just love, I love the relationship. And it, it's just, it's. It is a, one of the happy spots um, on social media. That's for darn sure. That's for sure. And well. Kenzie says uh, that Nina and SR make the best team. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really, really do. do. And Lori says she seems like a great mom, too. I, I agree. And Jack is, uh, is Jack so is precious. He's enjoying the <laughs> summer this year. That's for sure. I know. I think he's got blonde hair right now, and I think he had blue or purple hair earlier. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and, you know, she's such a political junkie. And you can always see that in her Twitter posts, so her Twitter feed. Yeah, I'm not surprised that she ended up writing uh, a somewhat political background. Yeah, I'm curious if she actually, and if we get to talk to her at all, I'm going to ask her if she's ever worked on local campaigns, uh, any races for local um, government, because it's a really different flavor when you're running on a on a local level as opposed to running for county or state 
or or president um, or senate. It's it's a lot different. Yeah. And all these little uh, references to digging into the the you know the uh, relationships of this candidate. Uh, it really is amplified when you're mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, talking about your neighbor or someone who lives two miles from you as opposed to 2,000 miles. Yeah, when you're, when you're working local, you're scrutinized. When you're on mm-hmm. ballot, you are scrutinized. But yes, you are. She, um, I remember she went through this thing one day. She and Jack were having sushi someplace. And there was a girl, a couple sitting next to her. And, and I think she was on Tinder. And the girl was. And going back and forth. And Nina's writing all this in Twitter about <laughs> the girl. I saw this. She's like, don't do it, girl. Don't do it. I don't know. <laughs> and she was going on and on and on. It was very funny. So I, I'm looking forward to reading this with her. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking at the comments um, that uh, Kenzie said, Jack works the hot pink hair. Mm-hmm. And Lori said, maybe she can be a guest on this podcast. Well, Lori, interestingly enough, that is actually something that we've been discussing with uh, the author herself. We kind of threw it out there several months ago. Mm-hmm. So we are going to... Uh, we have to play with that a little bit and find yes. out if she can join us. When she can join See, us. Yes, because it may be one of those situations where we have a special uh, special time, mm-hmm. um, like we did with Jennifer Locklear, mm-hmm. one of our other fave authors. And it looked like she had a great weekend. I don't know at if Book you guys Bonanza. saw any of that at Book Bonanza. Mm-hmm. Um, that but she did with Erica. I and wish we could have gone there. I know that event looked phenomenal. I entered. A, Erica put a contest out there for two. Uh, all you had to pay for was your hotel or uh, the airfare, mm. and uh, but the room and one hundred and fifty dollars spending didn't win it though. Obviously. Oh. Or I well, I. You. <laughs> I trust me. I I knew because of the weekend. I knew there was no way I'd be able to go because we already had, we, we had this commitment to, um, in fact, this is actually something we've tried to do with our friends. These are friends of my husband's from his childhood. And we have literally tried to get together to do some kind of three family vacation trip Mm -hmm. for like 20 years. (laughs) So we finally were able to do a long weekend at the beach in Delaware, and it was really, really, it was really lovely. Oh, that's good. But that meant no book bonanza, no, no chance of even trying to go to book bonanza, because that looked really fun. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I really didn't know that much about it. I mean, I knew about it, but mm-hmm. I didn't really look into it at the time. When I, I didn't realize Erica saying, was going to be there. I knew she was going to be there because her husband was going to be there. Uh, uh-huh, he was that's doing right. A, a book, signing on his uh, book, Sketch, um, uh, Scratch, something, Sketcher, Scratcher, something like that. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's got a couple out there. And, and from what I understand, he is really funny, too. So I would have, you know, it would have been fun to meet him. Um, yeah, I think that would have been really. 
And a good part of the uh, Argyle Empire was there. Jen was there. Uh, Iris Ellie was there. And I think Argyle Dahl was also there. And uh, Susan wasn't there. Susan was actually out in California, though. So. Uh, mango. Mango, the famous Mango. Mm-hmm. One of the authors of one of the stories in the really, really great anthology mm-hmm. based Ken- on the Beatles. Yes. Kenzie said she would have made the trip to if she had she didn't realize it until the day it happened. So, yeah, it was at the uh, Gaylord Resort. I think it's outside Dallas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kenzie, I feel you, girl. That that would have been an epic trip because mm-hmm. that five hours is no small jaunt, no. even though I know I sound like that, you know, I do drive everywhere and I, I, I don't have a problem driving as Pam knows. Um, so I, I, like you would have jumped in the car if I was five hours away and tried to get there. But a lot of times I miss events and I don't know because I don't know they're happening until right before. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, there's no way I can make it. Right. Well, the other, you know, the other nice thing about it, too, is I think Book Bonanza was actually started with Colleen Hoover. And okay. she's very much into giving back because she's done so well for herself and her writing. And mm-hmm. she has this, I think it's the uh, Purple Box, where the, it's a, you, all these authors put either swag or books or both, and you subscribe to it. And every month you get this box and a good portion of that money that you pay every month goes to charities, different charities. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like so many of these writers uh, in in this genre, they're very giving, very kind. Oh yeah. I, I, it's, it's been amazing to, get to talk to people online or meet them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it really makes a difference, you know, that you can learn so much from them mm-hmm. and their kindness and generosity of spirit really, you know, in, in the midst of all the negativity, it really kind of raises you up, you yes, know, it does. And uh, I think we all need that. So that we do. Yeah. So, so Nicholas I'm and Acacia. wondering. Yes. Yeah. Nicholas and Acacia. We are in chapter fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Shocking. Can't shocking. believe it. Um. And and Kenzie just said no Nicholas and Acacia today. LOL. <laughs> Yes, um, we just had other things to discuss, and we also knew that we had a very short chapter to cover. So and we're trying to add some variety. It, on. <laughs> it does, it does. But we are digging into the chapter, and you know, as you recall, um, Acacia was rescued from the grips of her father in a very, very um, heart pounding. Uh, extraction that uh, yielded a death of one of the people who rescued Acacia and Acacia actually having to kill someone in self-defense. And she was really, really um, had been badly wounded 
anyway between being kidnapped and being smacked around by her captors as well as her father. So when she was safely rescued um, and on the plane, there was a Dr. Bucci who was helping examine her as Rick um, looked on to ensure her to safety. And they were making sure uh, that they would be able to take her um, on to the hospital. So 50, chapter 51 begins, and the doctor is examining Acacia. And Acacia's head wound was infected. Um, yes, Betty, a poor Acacia, she needs a hug from Nicholas. That's I good. agree, because that would be very healing. So Dr. Bucci paused in her examination, saying that she was going to clean the wound and leave it open to the air in order to help it heal and to close it. She also started an IV with antibiotics. She asked Acacia if she was in pain, and Acacia said it really hurt, but she was also just so, so very tired. And the doctor gave Acacia something for the pain, but was asking her to stay awake for just a few minutes. She was going to have to cut Acacia's hair um, in order to access the 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 uh, infection, and Acacia obviously said that's fine. You know, she needs to heal. And, and then, <laughs> yes, yes, and then the doctor asked her if she spoke Italian, and she replied, "No, um, I actually speak Spanish and Portuguese." And we asked SR. Uh, when Acacia was asked what languages she spoke, why did Acacia not tell the doctor she spoke Arabic? And Essar replied that for Acacia, I think she wanted to suppress the information that she was fluent in Arabic. But it may also have to do with her assumption that the doctor wouldn't speak the language. So, yeah, Betty, I know that part hurt. I would beg to keep my hair, mm -hmm. <laughs> is what Betty said. Um I know, but I think at this point, Acacia was so damaged, and, you know, just was so hurt. She just was going to say whatever to make it get better. Um, so thank you, Betty. Betty said that was a good question. Yeah, we were curious about that because, you know, Acacia very pointedly did not reveal that she spoke Arabic. Right. And, I, and I think that was basically on purpose. Not just mm -hmm. because the doctor may not have spoken it, since she was from Switzerland, but you know, just I I don't think she wanted a lot of people to know. I mean, even though they rescued her from a Moroccan terrorist mm -hmm. camp, right? That, you know that she spoke it. Well, I also think I was also thinking, you know, she's probably so used to that default. You know, she she's lived the lie for so long. Mm -hmm. um, that she didn't want people to know that she spoke Arabic for such a long time because she was so afraid her father would track her down. Right. That was kind of like um, habit. You right. know, what languages do you speak? Oh, I speak French, Portuguese, and Spanish. You know, I don't think it was she even thought twice about it. You know, when I read it, that's why that's kind of what I thought. Well, I'm also um, even though now she doesn't have to hide um, from her father because right. they just got her from him. 
Well, I was also surprised that they didn't want, she didn't want to speak French with Acacia, the doctor, because mm -hmm. I, the Swiss either speak, can speak French, German, or Italian for the most right. part. So I just wondered, you know, was it, I know that, I don't think Rick understood French, but I wonder mm -hmm. if anybody else around them did. Yeah, I'm not sure, because, you know, at this point, they're still on the airplane, mm -hmm. and the doctor is examining her on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Lori, I think that's a great point. Lori says she had separated herself from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very, very good observation. So after the doctor asked about the languages, she actually switched to Italian. And she asked if she could ask the question in Italian, um, and said you could answer in Spanish because Italian and Spanish is, are very close, um, very similar languages. And, and I think a lot of times, like if you can, if you can understand the Italian word or the Spanish word, then you can get the other. They are so yes, yes. Um, and uh, Kenzie actually agreed with Lori, and Bethy also said maybe she was afraid the doctor wouldn't be nice to her if she knew she spoke Arabic. That's true, too. I mean, she may have that fear of um, that kind of uh, prejudice or um, racism in a way. Um, if racism is not the right word. It would be more prejudice well, uh, based on prejudice. Yeah. yeah. So and Betty said, remember the rude lady from the hotel back in Paris. Mm -hmm. So I think all of these factors probably played into it. So Dr. Bucci uh, said uh, and was going to talk to her in Italian and um, because Anacasia thought she'd be able to respond in Spanish as she requested. And she said that anything she said would only be between them. And Acacia was her patient and there is a doctor-patient confidentiality and she asked Acacia if she understood. And Acacia responded, see, sí, yes. As soon as she said that to me, I kind of anticipated what question was coming. Yeah. Um, because this is kind of standard protocol and medical practices. Um, so I thought it was very interesting how this came about. So the doctor began and asked how she got her injuries. And Acacia told her that the bruises on her back happened in Paris because someone hit her from behind. And then the one on her face came from her father. And then someone had hit her on the head, probably with a rifle, and hence the wound, when they ended up putting a poultice on it um, to try and heal it. And the doctor said that's probably why it got infected, because they didn't put the right stuff on it. Um, yes, Betty says very sensitive information was being discussed. And I think, uh, you know, good for the doctor for having that compassion and wanting to really treat her with respect and treat her information confidential. So the doctor also asked her about the other bruises while she administered the IV with the antibiotics. And Acacia told her that she must have fallen in Paris when they captured her. And she fell when the soldier who was rescuing her got shot. And just recalling that, she immediately thought of him and his crying out in pain. And you could tell she was really agonized by that. Mm -hmm. I know. It, it, just everything about that um, with her head and, and the wounds 
had to have been mm -hmm. horrible. Oh yeah. So giving, absolutely giving her a sympathetic look, she asked if anything else had happened. Acacia said no, they had given her something for the pain. And she wasn't sure what it was, but she knew that the tablets were white. But she she really just wanted to rest. I can mm -hmm. you know, you know it's, it must have been a huge letdown for her to want to come down off of that. Oh, um, yeah. The doctor said not yet and then asked if she had been raped. Uh, Acacia replied no. And the doctor asked about any other uh, assaults. And she said no again, that she had lost consciousness. And Acacia told her that uh, when she was in Paris, from when she was in Paris, they must have knocked her out before getting her because she woke up in Morocco. Right, right. That that was the big, her kind of big blackout period. Yeah. You know, she and, she, she was there in her apartment, and then black, and then she woke up in a completely different part of the world. Yeah. Um, I, you know, so I can, I can imagine, that she, you know, she's just like, oh, I'm in a safe spot. I just want to chill, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the doctor, you know, like had the, had these questions for, but they're important questions. Right. So then she also asked, um, she also told her that she wasn't sure what day it was. Uh, so the doctor asked her when you went to the bathroom, was there any blood or pain? And Cassia also re responded no, because that could have yeah. been a form of internal injuries. Not just right, and, and 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 she, you know, as Betty th said, just wrote, anything could have happened while she was unconscious. Absolutely. So I think it was very smart for the doctor to ask um, about if there was any blood or pain when she went to the bathroom. And that's also, too, to ensure that there weren't was not any um, rape or any kind of molestation, uh, molestation um, as well as internal bleeding, because you wouldn't know. And and thank goodness Acacia was not molested by anyone. That's true. Is what Betty said. Yeah. yeah. So the doctor was like, okay, and sort of helped her lie back so that she could begin working on the head wound and she said she could sleep if she wanted to uh, but just to remember that the IV was in her hand mm -hmm. so, and if anybody's ever had an IV in their hand you know how that can be a pain in the uh, pain in the neck mm -hmm. uh, you know depending upon where it is in your arm if it's in your hand it, it affects your sleep no matter what um, so she said the doctor so she started to shake and the doctor assured her she was just in shock because, again, shock hits. I don't know if anybody's ever been in shock before. I know I was in a really bad car accident many years ago, and I was taken to the hospital in an ambulance, and I got there, and I just could not get warm. And shake, and, and they're checking me, and they said it was probably because of the fact that, you know, I'd, I'd had this accident, and everything that goes around, and now I'm just waiting. So, you did. It's adrenaline starts rushing, and, and, and it crashes real fast. Mm. So, uh, so the doctor put a blanket on her, 
Acacia falls asleep, so when she wakes up, she's now in Geneva. And then an ambulance waited for them, and she was transferred to, to a hospital. She had no uh. idea how she'd been able to enter Geneva without a passport or speaking to a customs agent, and a team of doctors awaited her. A group of nurses were also there to help her get into the gown, and she was scanned for any other injuries and possible brain damage. They mm. then sedated her, and she went out like a light. <laughs> and I am not surprised by that. And I, 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 we actually asked SR about that, too. And Pam, before I get into what we asked SR, I wanted to ask you, did you feel that SR wrote a good description of Acacia being in shock based on your experience? From my experience, yes. Because um, you do. I can just remember lying in that hospital bed. Mm -hmm. And the nurses, you know, first of all, they're trying to get a hold of my husband, which was a, a joke. He, we, they finally found him on a baseball field when he was coaching my son's little league team. Oh. And they had to, the police literally went to that baseball field and found him there to tell him. And to lie, oh my this accident happened at nine o'clock in the morning. And I didn't hear, they couldn't get a hold of him until four o'clock in the afternoon. So, oh my gosh. Um, I, you know, and I can remember when he picked me up, uh, you know, not just, not just lying in the gurney while you're waiting for your examination. You're cold and you're shaking, but then I'm waiting, they let me go and I had to go wait in the waiting room for him to pick me up. And I got in the car and I just went hysterical in tears crying my eyes out just everything just the whole the accident the hospital everything just hit me all at once and it was just yeah he did a very good job mm. of that he did a great job well yeah he's he's he does his research as we know right yes, ladies and uh one of the things we asked him as uh, why the doctors at the hospital sedated Acacia after it was clear she didn't have a brain injury. And um, SR said, I believe she was sedated for mental health purposes that, so that she would be able to rest. Sometimes trauma patients become agitated in sleep and pull out their IV. Sedation prevents this from happening. Mm -hmm. So once again, SR pays attention to the details in his writing. And Acacia is ending this chapter completely sound asleep, um, getting the much needed rest um, that, that she, needs. she has to have in order to heal. And as Lori said, and you know, regarding your accident, Pam, um, it just catches up with you. It does. And, uh, and Betty just said, Dr. SR. <laughs> I Maybe love it. Maybe he is. <laughs> Maybe he is. He could be an MD or a PhD. That could be. Or he could do both. That anything's possible. Anything is possible. Lori says he is great with details. Agreed. I very much so. Agreed. Yeah. So that is it for chapter 51, ladies. Um and we're going to be talking about chapter 52, but not next week. Because no, we next week, we have a birthday. What do we have going on, Pam? We have a birthday. 
We do have a birthday. Nicholas's Who knows whose birthday. birthday it was this month? Nicholas. We're celebrating Nicholas's birthday. And I think we, we kind of uh, missed it. I think it was like <laughs> last week. That's okay. Just as long as I you know. can celebrate. And my little That's right. pumpkin cat just got into a fight. Aw. Somewhere. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, we will be uh, asking listen, you guys, to send I in gotta, your... I'm going to have to go. I, I apologize. Uh, no worries. Finish this up. I'll, uh, something's going on. I'll talk to you all later. Okay, take care, hon. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Okay, ladies. Uh... I am good, ladies. I am good. Oh, good. Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Because I was just asking Betty, I don't know if I can, t I don't think I can end the podcast from my end. Well, because I didn't, I no. didn't initiate it. No, I apologize. Now was, we've got so much going. We've got a huge cat fight outside. One of the cats got hurt. It's my neighbor's cat. Oh, uh, no. I think it was my cat that did it. And a big police shooting. Yes, I actually saw that, and I was not going to say it on the podcast. I saw it at the very end. Yeah. And I was just going to tell you as soon as we got off the air, it was in North Philly, so it's yeah, not it's near on, you. It's not near me. Um, so, and they were apparently targeting police officers. Yes, they were. So a mass shooting of police officers in North Philadelphia. So anyway, yes, for our. For our mass shooting of the week, we now turn to Philadelphia. Yes, why not? Um, 
but yes. it's not near not near my house, so I'm I'm okay on that end. Great. So now Great. I just have to go find my cat. <laughs> All right. Well, please take care. Everybody, take care and be safe. And, and I'm glad you're okay. And yeah, I'm I, yeah. just going to say some prayers for all the victims of these shootings. Yes, because it's ridiculous. Keep keep all the families and those who are victims in our our prayers and hope we can find resolution. Soon. Yes. Take uh, care, everyone. Okay. Talk to you all later. And I'm going to leave you with a little Pat Metheny. Sounds good. It did make it exciting. <laughs> That's okay. We, I think, are still on the air. The music is, anyway. <laughs>